This is Lamar Hardwick, and you're listening to Key Ministry, the podcast. This is episode 17, What Happens When We Can't. In this episode, we will be examining how to find hope when disability seems to limit our ability to participate in things that are important to our Christian faith. Most people who know me well know that I am an eternal optimist. In fact, I often describe myself as being annoyingly optimistic. I think I'm just hardwired to be a positive person. It takes a lot to get me discouraged. Simply put, I am a can-do type of person. I suppose some of my positive perspective on life comes from a place of necessity. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is found in Psalm 27 verse 13, where David says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Like King David, I realized that the only way that I have a shot at maintaining some semblance of hope is to believe that God is in the business of blessing each day as a gift. Let's face it. I don't need to be hopeful about the life to come. I know heaven is great. And I do plan on going there. I'm just not in a rush. So that means I need to have hope here in this life, in this world, and in my current reality. So I choose to believe that I can see God's goodness if I look hard enough and pay attention to God's involvement and activity in the ordinary everyday parts of my life. I am a can-do person because I learned that not having hope actually does damage to my heart. I was once asked by someone if I had ever written on the subject of what should or could be done by a person with a disability who was just in a season of not being able to attend church. They understood the value of community. They had the desire to belong to a local church. It wasn't necessarily an issue of not being accepted and welcomed into church because of their disability. The issue was simply that their disability was contributing to reasons why they just couldn't do church in this season. Honestly, I know the feeling. Maybe not in the same way, but even with my own can-do, annoyingly optimistic perspective, I too find myself struggling with times when my disability limits me from doing things that my faith says that I should do. Sometimes social anxiety, sensory processing, executive functioning challenges, and depression slow down the consistent practice of important parts of my faith life, like attending church, small groups, Bible study, and sometimes even prayer. So what happens when there is a collision between practicing my faith and the reality of life with a disability? What do I do when I can't? What has been true for many persons with disabilities has now also become true for most of our nation and even the world. With the spread of COVID-19, we have all found ourselves in the position of not being able to gather together for corporate worship from time to time. Christians all over the world have found themselves facing very serious can'ts. We can't always come together for the foreseeable future in the ways that we've done in the past because sometimes it has become unsafe to do so. So perhaps the following story can help us during this time. In the Gospel of John, John writes in chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, 
Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the Pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. And crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. And one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Now, Jesus shows up on the scene at the Pool of Bethesda, which John records as a gathering place for people with varying disabilities. And according to legend, an angel would stir the water and the first people with the ability to jump in the pool would be healed. Now, if you've ever wondered why some versions of the text don't include verse four, which explains the angelic activity at the pool, it's because the earliest manuscripts don't offer an explanation as to why the disability community gathered at this pool. So chances are an explanation was added to make sense of this entire scene, especially if the reader was not from around those parts. But historical criticism aside, what's most interesting is that Jesus shows up in a place where disabled people gather because one, they believed in the place, two, they believed in the purpose, and three, they believed in God's power. I think it's safe to say that their belief system wasn't the challenge. So why then did Jesus ask the man who apparently had been in living with this condition for 38 years if he wanted to get well? The truth is, I don't know. But I don't think Jesus was being insensitive. I mean, the man wouldn't be there if he didn't believe that it could benefit him. He had hope, and yet his answer to Jesus is still a measure of the sobering reality of life with a disability. I can't, sir. Now, I want to pause here because the man's answer has the phonetical sound of an issue that I'm currently facing in my own life. Cancer. In the fall of 2020, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And after nearly a year of treatment followed by surgery, I was declared cancer free. Unfortunately, a few weeks ago, I learned that after a year in remission, my cancer had returned. Now, I'm thankful that the cancer is localized, which means it has not spread. And I have a wonderful team of doctors that are working diligently to help once again to bring healing to my body. My family, friends, my doctors, and my church all remain positive. We all believe that God's hand is in this situation. But I can't help thinking about the ways in which this challenge will once again limit my ability to do certain things that I love to do and that I believe are important parts of practicing my Christian faith. The man at the pool of Bethesda had the same belief. He believed being at the pool was important. He believed being there had a purpose. He even believed that being there could help him experience God's power. Yet, when it came to actually being able to get into the pool, he simply couldn't do it. Sometimes life with a disability or a chronic illness means wrestling with the belief that church is important, community is important, prayer is important, reading my Bible is important, only to arrive at the reality that sometimes I simply can't. Other times, the need to be kind and caring to our neighbors by socially distancing causes us to refrain from practicing our belief of coming together regularly. 
So whether disability, chronic illness, or COVID-19, we have found that we just can't make it to church regularly in this season. And that's okay, because Jesus never condemns the disabled man for what he couldn't do. Sure, when we preach about him, we condemn him for not finding a way after 38 years to be able to get into the pool. But Jesus never condemns him for what he's unable to do. He just gives the man what he needs. Let's face it. The gospel was never about what we had the ability to do anyway. Jesus doesn't die on the cross because we won't follow. He dies on the cross because we can't perfectly follow God. You see, the cross is for those who can't. Because our ability to practice our faith perfectly isn't what holds us in the palm of God's hands. It is the Christ who bore the cross for our can't so that we can be part of his kingdom. So to all my brothers and sisters who believe but sometimes just can't, know that Christ's sacrifice covers our can'ts. We continue to have hope because we continue to be his. If you enjoyed our podcast so far, click subscribe in your podcast app so you never miss an episode from me or my fellow co-hosts. And be sure to leave a five-star rating. And most of all, share this episode with someone you love today.